disappear I've seen that road before It always leads me here Welcome to Wednesday Comics. To my right, APA Team himself. Alex, how you doing? Hello, everybody. I'm doing well. To my left, G-Dub himself. Garrett, how you doing? Doing good. Wednesday Comics Podcast. My name is Marvin. We are here, as always, to talk comic books and talk about the uh, the pages, the pulp, the uh, digital, whatever it comes, uh, however it comes across, single issues, graphic novels, trades. Yeah, we're talking trades. We're talking the market. We're talking everything out there. Um we're talking the trades, you know. We're talking. Uh, we're talking uh, draft day. We're talking everything. All right. So uh, <laughs> here to this week, uh, uh, end of November, beginning of December. When you hear this, it will be the month of December. But this is the last day of November when we're recording this. And also, by the time you listen to this, a new episode of Hawkeye will be out. I did watch the first two episodes. I know you two. Last time I saw you, had not. I caught up. I saw it. You watched it, Alex. Nope, I'm not. I, how did you I? Son of a how did I? Cat. I know. At, let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. A God of War two. No, no, no. No. I'm trying to think of an old game that you probably were playing. Oh, the Metroid. Metroid. Game. Metroid does. Metroid. Of course, it's only been Metroid in my life. All that. That's all that matters. What's anymore. it called again? I'm GBA. GBA. Yeah. Game Boy Advance. Close. Yeah. But what's the Metroid called? Fusion. Fusion. Metroid right. Fusion. Yeah, that's right. Play it, play it for the second time. We got the, ass. Is it red, red, yellow, and blue suit on the cover? No, it's blue and uh, blue and red. Listen, then I say red and blue. Who who didn't hear red and blue? I, I heard. Did not, I did not hear red and blue. I heard. Okay, yellow. so wait a second. You're Go playing ahead. Metroid for the second time, but you haven't seen Hawkeye episodes one and two for the first time. Correct. <laughs> something does hold make up. sense. You're playing that. Fusion. Hey, You're playing Fusion you know for the second time. Yeah. Didn't you, you just tell me on Saturday that you just bought it? That was your boss. <laughs> <laughs> so I will just say, uh, Garrett, and maybe let me throw this out there and see if you agree. No spoilers. But I do want to say this. I watched the first two episodes of Hawkeye, and I don't think Alex is going to like it because they changed so much of that comic. <laughs> That he's so I haven't mad. read the comic, so I don't have the context oh, okay. for that. They do change but, uh, a lot because it's you know it's a different situation, right? You don't have mm-hmm. Hawkeye has a family in the MCU. He didn't really have he didn't have a family in in the comic books. So and so he's living on the farm, obviously in the MCU, and he has kids. And then in, in the Marvel six one six comic universe, he was living in the city in an apartment. So like, there's a lot of differences because they had to make it um fit the mcu timeline and yeah, like oh how did they introduce the dog oh how did they introduce these characters from the book so um and who are these people so like well i don't know it's, that's that's a spoiler for episode two so i'm not even gonna say that one but anyways there's a lot of things where it's the same like the elements are the same that's in the book but how they introduce them and how they're associated with the story are different and Marvin, I, i'm just gonna ask yeah does hawkeye say that he's great with boats I have not seen that yet. There has been not a boat. That doesn't matter. Of course, it's already different. And it's, I, you know what? To be fair, I'm. I don't even. What care issue was different. that? Four. It was two. Oh, okay. No boats yet. Okay. To be fair, I will say minor spoiler that Hawkeye is in in, in episode one a lot, but not as much as you would think. 
So. Yeah, I think. I mean, it's nah, not, I don't want to get into spoilers. Here's the thing: but, that Hawkeye storyline is about Clint Barton. This one's really about Kate. It's not really. Clint's well, I was going to ask you: is is the have you met the big bad yet? Yes, and it's not the same one from the comic. Okay. Wait a second. Do you mean uh, like the overall guys? Because they've been in trailers. We can say that the tracksuit mafia. I know. I know the um, tracksuit mafia. The, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know it's them. They're in there, yeah. but their leader is way different than in the. It's comics. not the big. It's not okay. I'm going to say the spoiler for the book. It's not Madame Mask. No, no. Okay. No, which I even went back and I had to read a synopsis of the comic because I was like, that's not the way it was in the comic. I even knew Alex. It was such a big departure, and I looked. I go, yeah, that person who they show is not even in the those comics. So, um, but I mean, let's hear a little speculation that I'm going to go off of because um, <clears throat> I heard a little rumor that they might introduce Kingpin in this series, and I think it might be possible. So, please, please do that. Especially and then December, we get Daredevil back, and then everything's good in the world. Because they introduce, and I think this is not really a super spoiler. Uh, Alex, you know how he's Ronin in in, uh, in Endgame. Endgame. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of comes back into the story and how he was going against all those gangs and, and you know, all cr- uh, what do you call that? Criminal empires. So that yeah, kind of going against all the bad guys. So, I mean, that seems like a nice way to introduce Kingpin. Like Ronan fucked him over during that time and now he's going to come out and he wants Hawkeye. But and they have been, I'll let you know, it's not a spoiler for first two episodes because there's not even one connection that that would make sense. And I'm just saying that's what it feels like to me. I, to be fair, you guys could have told me what happened in the episodes, and I still wouldn't have cared that much because I'm still gonna watch them. I know, but anybody I else like, out there, I guess it's only been a week. Yeah, I guess well, I suppose it has. They brought the first two that first week. According to so. uh, uh, hashtag guest host one, if you don't watch it the the day it comes out, then it's open for spoilers, and I think that's bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, hashtag guest host one uh, watches things before they even come out. So you know, it's, I say, I've I've seen that hashtag guest host one see a movie, then almost spoil something from that movie as we left. So try guy, going on vacation with that guy, uh, <laughs> like Cobra Kai season two came out. Say goodbye to him for eight hours of our vacation. Like he stared at his phone for eight hours watching the entire season of Cobra Kai. I was like, that's what I mean. Well, once bro. it's out, he wants to ingest it because he doesn't want to get spoiled. But then he has no problem. Putting that energy out there. As Alex just stated, walking out of Star Wars and saying spoilers out loud when there's a line of people waiting to watch it. Waiting <laughs> to get the in the eternal words of hashtag guess those one. Can you believe that scene where Han died? <laughs> the thing that's funny about that is that, like I said, he doesn't have any kind of moratorium on spoilers. They are available as soon as he's done watching whatever. And that was literally the night of opening night and he <laughs> said like, he said those people we were all like we were all like trying to dick punch him like shut the fuck up he said uh when we were leaving he said it's not my fault they didn't go to the seven o'clock shine so uh, <laughs> that sounds exactly like him so um Shit. uh uh what was i gonna say i i had a point to that but that just made me think about that anyways go back to the show what i've said right now is not spoilers the only thing i spoiled is that it's not really a Clint show. It's more of a Kate show, which makes sense. You're building up which a new spot. We've had plenty of time with Clint. Which made me think. I know that the uh, they had announced or they are like teasing a Young Avengers. But if you really think about it, they've really set up for a Young Avengers already. There's already like most of that cast 
already out there. We have a young Loki. We have uh, Wiccan and and um, fuck Wiccan and Speedy. Uh, Speedy? No, that's a different guy, isn't it? Um, I don't forget if that kid's name is. Uh, it might be Speedy. Uh, Wiccan, and then you have uh, obviously you have um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, what's that? Hulkling, we haven't coming out later, right? Hulkling, uh, we haven't seen yet, but they're doing a lot of Kree stuff, so we'll see Hulkling down the line. Uh, America Chavez has already been announced and cast, I believe, and they like they're making a TV show with her in it, so that's already going to happen. But uh, Cassie Lang, that's who I was thinking of. Cassie has already been introduced in two fucking movies, and she's going to be in that Quantum Mania. They recast her actually, uh, and I saw that actress was posting pictures on Instagram, being like she's working out, and you wouldn't be working out for a. Uh, just on screen role like you're gonna mm-hmm. she's probably gonna be doing something and that that movie has to do with the quantum verse which we know time travel so uh and king is in that movie that's the first movie he's gonna appear in so uh none of that's mrs spoilers. marvel miss marvel yes. or like young marvel or whatever. well she wasn't originally the young avengers but i could see them adding them because they always like you like i just stated about hawkeye they always change it a little bit to match what they're doing and so i could see that happening uh, I could even see like a Miles Morales being introduced in the Young Avengers. So, um, I don't even think they have the rights, but you know, I'd, uh, uh, news just came out. Uh, Miss, um, shit, what's her name? Anyways, a Sony head just came out and said that after this Spider Man movie, it doesn't mean that they're done making Spider Man movies because they've never gotten past three before. It just means that they're going to actually planning a new trilogy after that one, and they're still going to work with Marvel for that trilogy. So, and they're still that's, expecting Tom Holland to be in those movies. That's pretty exciting. You know, maybe not a bad time to introduce Miles Morales, do some buddy cop Spider-Man movies. That's what I'm saying. They could use that because obviously Tom Holland is not going to be that age forever. And so they could use as an opportunity that where he has to be older and he's mentoring a young Miles Morales. Now, I do know Miles is talked about in that first movie, but they never say how old he is. He could be fucking well, four he, years old. He's referenced as a nephew to yeah, he's, Brawler. So. He's he's bringing him something, some food or something like that. You could be literally, I guess you have to be able to eat food and not baby food or milk. So, you know, he's probably three or something like that, four years old. Who knows? Plus, there's been a lot of time jumps. I don't even realize that the MCU right now is, when they say present day, they mean, what is it, 2025 in that movie, in the movies? Mm-hmm. And it's not 2021. <laughs> like I, that blows my mind because I keep forgetting that we had that gap of the of the snap, and uh, they use that to be five years later. And when they said five years later, they're like, "Hold on a second, that's past the present what, time." Well, when you're talking about Kingpin maybe showing up in Hawkeye, just think what if he got snapped away? And well, now yeah, that and he, he comes, comes back, back and Ronan fucked up his shit. Clean up. He's got nothing left, so he goes to Japan. Tries to live a normal life, and then the hand doesn't let him. That's a Edward Baker uh, Daredevil run uh, arc, so I wouldn't mind seeing that come back. That is literally Edward Baker on Daredevil. One of the best fucking things you could read. And I forget who the artist is, but I know it's a it's a top-level artist that we all enjoy. So it's a little recommendation for you. Speaking of recommendations, David Aha. No. Yes. Ooh, I think it uh-huh. I think it is aha. Uh-huh. You know what? I am gonna look that up. Why I looked that up, Garrett, you had some news about the uh uh Jeff Lemire twins in uh Royal City. Yes. Um, you know, I sent you guys an image. Uh, I, was, I I saw this. I'm like, oh I gotta say this, talked about it with the guys, but 
it appears that uh, Jeff Lemire is heading back to Royal City. Uh, there's a, um, it says script for issue one and thumbnails for first eight pages done. Nice to be back in Royal City. Um, so I don't know if it, okay, so he could be talking about his existing work, but it seems more than likely he's talking about a new series. So he's got the trade there and a new notebook for Royal City sitting there. So who knows? Could be a return. It says nice to be back in Royal City. Yeah. So, so that just makes it seem like he's, and like you see fresh art down there. So. There Who knows? Jeff Lemire twins. Uh, kind of weird that only one person's working on it, but you know, maybe the brother will come in later. So, um, it is Michael Lark, not David Aha. Michael Lark of uh, Lazarus fan. Still good. Yeah, still Ooh. good. So one of the best snows must snow the whole time in that whole series. It does snow when the hand and kingpin meet in Japan, and if you imagine that in your head, it is as great as you think it is. Mm. <clears throat> Speaking of recommendations, uh, here is the focus forecast for the last week of November, beginning of December. You know what they say, Alex, you know, stuffed in November, plucked in December. All right. <laughs> uh, I was trying to think of a way to open I, I have never heard that one. <laughs> what are you, in, in, De- in December, they open Boxing Day. All right. So you stuff and box. All right. Uh, Daily class number 49 is uh, Rick Remender and Wesley Craig. Uh, Lou Lee Ridge. Lou Lee Ridge, how long has he been coloring the book? Because usually it's our uh, pal over there. Um, isn't it usually Matthew Hollingsworth, maybe? I don't know. Afon, I don't know. Afon for a while, part one, the first chapter of the final arc of the critically acclaimed Deadly Class, the promise of what could have been a life that never was. Marcus and Saya are the deadliest couple on Earth. But what happens when they're hired to kill each other? Alex? I... I don't even. I don't think I even remember what happened in forty eight, uh, which doesn't matter. This book is so fantastic. After we took that long, almost year hiatus to go from forty six to forty seven, uh, the book has just blown up and reinvigorated my love for it. And then to find out that in the next five issues it's going to wrap up and be done, uh, I don't care. I know Rick can nail this arc. Uh, make me love these characters, and then however he ties it up in a bow, whether they all get newt or die or what have you, it does not matter. The book is fantastic. Looks even better than it reads. Uh, just You need to read it. You know what? Pull the Garrett. Read all 48 issues. Get caught up. Enjoy it with us. Because that's what's going to happen. There you go. I mean, the series can also be over pretty soon, so you could do that and wait and just get collections of it. So... Imagine... Don't pull at me and tell my <laughs> tell yourself you're going to read Black Science because guess what? I still haven't finished it, and that's two years ago. Well, I mean that was not her fault. So, um, uh, Deadly Class, I would imagine, is a book that, given time, will come out in a nice big collection and look fantastic. So, one of those you know glossy big books, uh, fantastical. Uh, Batman the Detective number six, Tom Taylor, Andy Kubert. Uh, Batman versus Equilibrium is that the movie? That's the movie with Christian Bale, right? He's in this. He's in this comic. Batman, no. Christian Bale versus Christian Bale. It's Batman versus Equilibrium. Equ- equilibrium. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Equilibrium in a brutal battle to save every single person the Dark Knight has ever rescued. Ever the stunning conclusion to this epic series. I actually forgot 
that Tom Taylor was putting this out here. So when you had suggested it on his list, Garrett, I was like, Batman the Detective, what is this? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's got a lot of good ties to Batman Incorporated. Uh, well, sort of. I mean, it deals with uh, Knight and Squire, except a new generation of Knight and Squire. So the Squire we all know that was with Knight is now Knight and has a new Squire. So this story is about how uh, Batman has to leave Gotham City um, because of what's going on in Europe. And he gets tangled up with uh, Squire because something happens tonight. And uh, yeah, this has been a great run. Uh, you know, it has Henry Ducard. Um, it has some touches on Ra's al Ghul. You know, a lot of Batman's international travels. And like, you know, Tom Taylor does it again. He writes a unique story, uh, you know, that is... Still gives you that uh, same of the recipe of Batman that you love, but adds a lot of flair to it uh, with some great storytelling. So definitely recommend that Andy Kubert art is Bob. There you go. The human target number two, also DC. I'm going to go into a black label a little bit here. Big here. Wait, is that black label, that other one? No, I'm just not. Uh, human target number two, Tom King, Greg Smallwood. Christopher Chance now has 11 days to solve his own murder with almost no leads, it seems. The case of his own death has gone cold, but it's about to get a whole lot colder. Enter Ice, former member of the Justice League International, arriving at Chance's office with some unexpected information and mysterious intentions. Remember, we're trying to figure out from the last issue, spoilers, uh, if you're not cut up. But maybe this would be enough to get you intrigued that uh, Christopher Chance stood in for Lex Luthor and somebody poisoned a drink that he had. Uh, and that drink... By the way, uh, and then he got shot afterwards, but he was wearing protection. Uh, and he threw up because it impacted him so much. So he threw up a lot of the uh, poison, so it didn't kill him instantly. So it's it's going to kill him in 12 days. And he found out, at least from help from the doctor, uh, Dr. Midnight. Uh, do you think he's related to Knight? No. Uh, his, that a former Justice League international member, or maybe current, who knows, uh, is the one is the person that would have poisoned that because of a special thing about them. They went to a planet and they are all contaminated with this certain thing. So, anyways, somebody from the JLI is uh, trying to kill Lex Luthor and and by uh, by proxy, uh, it poisoned Christopher Chance and he's trying to figure out who did it. And like I said, uh, that when we read this last month, it's that fucking rocket right, I'm telling you. So, uh. Question for you: Is this a twelve-issue run? Yes. What's twelve days so to like solve his murder? Every day that he's got a little closer to death is an issue. I swear to God, <laughs> Alex. We talked about. Yeah, this. we talked about that, and I swear this steel trap that I used to rely on is now rusted. It's a it's, fucking. It's, it's mush. This motherfucking it thing is, is at the bottom of the ocean, rusted with a big hole in it, and just filled with ocean water. You know what? A squid is in there. Not a squid. An octopus is in there, fucking inking all over the place. Ew. You know what it is, probably? It's these fucking video games ruining your fucking brain. I know. Actually, yeah. I thought about that. <laughs> I think I need to start reading some of our books again just to get smart, because I think I'm getting stupid. <laughs> I mean, you didn't say it. You did. I mean, I, I'm saying it out loud for even the show, for all the audience to hear. Those Metro games, though, do have a lot to do with puzzles and shit like that. So you could be getting a little bit of that. And then also you're working on your hand-eye coordination, but your memory's getting gone. Actually, no, no, because in that game, you have to go back to a lot of places after you get the weapons that you can get to get into places. So, you know what, Alex? 
I'm gonna. But before you started playing Metroid, what game did you play before that? What was I playing? Zelda, I've been playing Breath of the Wild for like last That's year. it right there. So, uh, no, I don't think it is. Uh, the Me, You, Love in the Dark, Scotty Young, Jorge Corona, uh, Roe can no longer... Oh, I thought that was somebody talking. Roe can no longer ignore the connection she feels with her unique housemate or the extreme and intense danger that a uh, relationship could hold for her. Writer Scotty Young and artist Jorge Carrara follow up on their latest to their critically acclaimed series, Middle West, with a brand new haunting tale. Fans of Stephen King and Neil Gaiman, Gaiman, Gaiman will enjoy this beautiful, dark, and disturbing story of discovery, love, and terror. I know uh, Alex, I believe it is, or maybe Garrett, one of you two guys don't like it when they compare other things to comics because they're always wrong. Um, mm-hmm. But this is the last five out of five. Alex, what do you think? Is it? Can you say that it's connected to Stephen King? Is that a Stephen King esque? I I read this book and I'm creeped out a little bit. And the 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 amazing thing is that I forgot to read issue three first. So when I oh. read issue four, I didn't feel like I was missing anything. Actually, like this book just picked up, and I was so enthralled with it that I went back and have I read number three? Then I found three on a stack. And that son of a bitch. I still haven't read it. Don't care even. I am so freaked out by whatever this thing is that lives in her Garrett, house. Hold on a second, uh, here, Alex. I got to stop you for a second. Can you imagine going in a time machine three, four years ago and find Alex and tell him that he talks like this, that he doesn't give a shit that he's reached on out of order? That, oh, man. How much shit would he give you if you did the same thing? I know. He gave me shit because I dropped Superior Spider-Man the last issue. I read the whole thing but the last issue, and he gave me shit. Now he's not reading the third issue of a five-issue miniseries. Alex, I gotta tell you, you gotta go fix that. Like, I don't, you know, I. What blows my mind it. is how much I've changed from a comic book, from how I used to be, so stingy, so strict about what how I read it. Blah 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 blah. No, Guess but what? He, Alex, you need to go back. Something you know why Alex, happens in issue three that I want to talk about with you. So go read. Oh, I see. Three. You're you're literally telling me I need to go back and read number three. He's yes. literally he's fucking Jack, yelling at you, Kate. We got to go back. And he's telling, we got to go back. All right? I don't know what that reference is, so I don't oh, care. Oh, God. What the fuck? You Just go back it. and read issue three. Damn it. Okay, I'll go back and read it. <laughs> this God, is Garrett to you right we now. We have to go back, Kate. <laughs> And you just get in your fucking car saying, I don't give a shit. This is Gary for you right now that just said it. We have to go back! <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what were you, oh, you going to say? Yeah, you're going to go back and read it. You know what it is, Alex? You know what's funny, uh, Garrett? This is what I was going to say. Garrett, you know what's funny? Is that oh. he's like, I don't, I don't give a shit. I'm not going to go back. You go back, I'm going to talk to you about something. Oh, okay. His his brain has lost uh, memory of of storylines, and uh, he doesn't care that he's skipping. But he still looks at that cover, every inch, to make sure it's not damaged. He's still concerned about that. And also, you better not jip this guy. Are you? Excuse me. You better not try to out haggle this guy on a book. If you if he says, you know, let's bring you down to five bucks, and you're at ten, and they go, you know what? Let's meet in the middle. Seven. He says, fuck you. <laughs> 
that's the skill that he got instead. He's traded that for his memory, his negotiations. Oh, so, um, anyways, there you go. The me, you love you. <laughs> we didn't say much about that book. You know, the 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 buildings on fire on the cover here, Pastrello, and I, I think that is uh, uh, indicative uh, of the Shining ending. So, you know what? I'm going to say like Stephen King. So. It is a great series, and yes, you need to read issue three to under, to get a really big gist of why issue four was so extra. I'll tell you what, so Pastrello, I am gonna catch up on uh, some books. Okay, let me tell you this: uh, I have been reading a lot of comics, not even for this show anymore. Uh, I'm actually maybe I inherited your fucking. <laughs> Maybe we switched bodies or something. I don't know. Freaky Friday, this shit. And uh, uh, I'm going back and reading a lot of stuff because we have our awards coming up here in the next couple of weeks. And uh, this, for some reason, is something I know you guys recommended. And I forgot about this. And now that it's over, you know what? Maybe I'll go back and read all the shit. So we'll see if you talk about it. I'll talk about it with Eric Garrett. So there you go. You might catch up before Alex does. Oh. <laughs> Firepower. By well, actually, that might be true. Who knows when my books will show? Alex, mm. that's when you hit rock bottom. Is when Marvin catches up before you do on a book that you were reading first. Like, you know, that really happened with uh, Descender and Ascender. So, Robert, you Kirk- haven't read Descender. We know it. <laughs> Firepower by <laughs> Chris Samney and uh, Robert Kirkman, Matthew Wilson. There's Matthew Wilson. No, I was talking about Hollingsworth. Never mind. End of a story arc. Then think about what's happened. The world has changed for the Johnson family. For the Temple, oh, the Flaming Fist and the Scorched Earth Clan. And for everyone on Earth, this is a major turning point for the series. You have been warned. Um, still, and I'm, I'm going to say this, still one of the best books out there. You know what? This is actually one, Garrett, where I caught up before Alex and he started before me because he didn't read that prequel mm, graphic novel when I did. That's right. And you know what? It's already ha- caught up on it more than I am because I'm two issues behind. It's already happened. I've already dethroned him. All right? I he took did his body. You, man. I, it's like that movie Freaky. He's Vince Vaughn and I'm that girl. And we switch bodies. <laughs> that movie is actually really good. It is really and good. And that girl is going to be Cassie, Cassie Lang. Lang. Yeah. That's, that's why I remember that movie. Um, uh, Firepower is is definitely, if you're a fan of like art and comics and really great art, Firepower is probably one of the best books out there right now. And if you're a fan of uh, a good a- action adventure story, Firepower is actually probably one of the best books out there too so it has good two good things going for it which you mean it uh, might appear on a certain list of being one of the best of the year who knows possibly uh the joker 2021 annual number one matthew rosenberg and francisco francavilla uh his first year of being gcpd police con- police commissioner was an intense challenge for james gordon he battled corruption in the ranks his marriage was in shambles and the uh vigilante batman was clearly welcoming new recruits with the appearance of Batgirl, and the Joker picked his moment to unleash hell. Two things about this real quick before you get into it, Garrett. Um, I don't think I've seen Francisco do a Batman book since Scott Snyder on Detective. And then two, did you see that the Batgirl uh, series that uh, Mr. Uh, JJ, not JJ, that's not his real name. (laughs) What the fuck is his real name? Uh, the guy who plays JJ, uh, Jay, uh, Jamison. What are you talking about? Spider Man. Who's who? the fucking the J Jonah? Oh, J Jonah Jameson. Uh, the fuck's uh, his name? I can't think of I'm it. J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. See, it was close. He's coming back as James Gordon for that Batgirl series on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. So it seems like a lot of people 
because I think he was one of them. I think Ben Affleck was one of them. Seems like a lot of people that were like, fuck this, I'm done. Um, uh, or coming back because uh, Ben Affleck on the Flash movie, spoiler, second season, um, said that he actually had fun playing Batman and it was like when he first put on the suit for Batman vs. Superman and it kind of reinvigorated him and he might think about doing more movies again. Uh, made me be like, oh, okay. So, I mean, you know, these people, uh, they're doing a little, they're, they're coming back. They're coming back. So, well, well, this annual, you've been reading the series? Yeah, so this is also, just like the uh, two month late on letting you guys know about Jeff Lemire potentially doing more Royal City, I have not talked to you guys about this book at all. And I actually think uh, this book being called The Joker is a huge misnomer because this book is hugely um, about Commissioner James Gordon. I guess not Commissioner anymore, just James Gordon, uh, and because it's all from his perspective. Um, so basically, at the end of the Joker War, when Joker you know disappears, um, somebody hires James Gordon to find the Joker and kill him. Um, and so the story. I mean, I'm telling you guys, this is a perspective of him. It reads like criminal. It's so good because James Gordon is listing out like what he has to do to find the Joker. Uh, he like runs into some other people that are looking for the Joker. And it really is just a suspenseful, like edge of your seat, like adventure story. But it's also horrifying at parts because obviously it's the Joker. You know, what's funny um, is that when Francisco and Scott did the story in detective it was from james gordon's perspective about his son sorry they, right. every time they're gonna hear james gordon there's like hey you get freaking villa on the phone yeah he's gotta draw this he likes he did he he know he likes a good gordon he draws those glasses so you can't see those eyes so so yeah i'd say if, if you love those pieces of like you know batman year one where it's from the perspective of uh james gordon and like you want to see what he does when he's not in gotham city like i think you guys would actually love this book because it is terrifying and like it reminds me of a lot of like Brubaker and Phillips type stuff because of how it's like told there you go the Joker annual 2021 it's, it's annual week over at Batman because it's the fifth week is that correct or at Batman yeah over at DC. DC Comics is doing like 8 to 10 annual <clears throat> so 8 to 10, 10 any series you get 8 to 10 annual. and 6 of them are Batman related I saw so yeah, uh, which Nightwing's I mean, getting one. Robin, that's just invigorating. Superman, of, Son of Kal of DC in you general. Know, so, for the most part, I think I dropped getting annuals just because they sometimes they do end of the main story. Other times you end up just getting stuff to fill in that fifth week. Yeah, you just gotta look at the. It, it is true. Sometimes they're just like, "Fuck, we gotta put out a book." So they just find somebody who's not actually in the book because they don't want to delay them and actually putting out the actual uh, series. And then sometimes you have something like this where they're like the original team has an idea for an annual and they'll do it so um as garrett just stated look at the credits figure out if you need to spend some money uh there we go there's the books this week um uh for this last week of november focus forecast alex gonna throw it your way weatherman over here uh not the one we read about today we'll talk about that later um but weatherman over here uh what do you think about this weather nice day today you know what today yesterday today beautiful there's a couple sprinkles when i took the dog for a walk and you can tell it that that rain almost wanted to be snow not like it was cold but the way it was coming you sure down that wasn't weird. the dog a couple sprinkles what? yeah yeah you know well to be fair we we're like halfway through and i was like you know what there's 
no matter what you do. It's like if you're going to swim to one island and go back and you're only halfway there, you still got to swim the whole damn way. So let's just finish it out. Uh, but, you know, to be fair, tomorrow's December 1st. And guess what? It's still going to be gorgeous out. It might get a little cooler, but you're still going to be wearing shorts. Maybe maybe that's just me. Shorts all the time. Wore shorts yesterday. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> you wore shorts yesterday? What was it, like 50? It was nice. It got up to 64 where I was at. So oh, okay. Where I'm at. Well, I see here. I, thought, I saw 61 in uh, Sioux Falls. Once again, Alex, I do apologize for looking at official numbers here. But I do see tomorrow it's supposed to be 61. So the, I, mean, it's, I can see shorts in that weather. I mean, there's no snow on the ground, so it's still nice. Mm-hmm. I Put do a sweatshirt s- on. I whether do it's s- Badgers or, uh, you know, Wednesday Comics. Now, Alex, I do see that they're stating that off on the horizon on a Tuesday next week that there's a chance of precipitation in the form of snow. Uh, less than an inch, not that much. Probably just a sprinkle. Gone by noon. Because um, it's supposed to be 39 that day. But uh, how possible is that? I'm going to give it like a 32%. Mm. You know what? I don't even do the 30s to 40s. It's 32. You know what percentage they give, give it? Yeah. 6%. So, you know, you're giving it more shot than they are. Hey, you know what? I don't even have to look outside to know. It could happen. It's weird, though, that they would be 6% and then the icon is snow. Like, if it's 6%, just make it a sun. That's 94% sun. <laughs> yeah, fuck, we got to talk about the 6%. Jesus. There we go. There's the forecast uh, for this week. Brought to you by Remo Comics and Cards.com. New location in Lincoln, Nebraska, I saw. Uh, and then Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Old location, still there. And not old. It, you know what the inside of that? They've done a lot of... Uh, reimagining of their space because uh, they got some uh, uh, a fresh face over there and our uh, pal a friend of the show Mr. John Runyon I imagine he's going over there you know he's making everything look nice because I walked in there I'll tell you what it looks packed and it looks packed like uh, super organized um, and so we went in there on Saturday last week for the uh, small business uh, Saturday uh, they were having a Black Friday sale that existed until Monday, and uh, but it, it was Small Business Saturday, so we walked in there. Uh, Garrett, Garrett's, um, what did you purchase? Um, I got Batman the Imposter number two That's because right. I uh, screwed up my comic book order when I bought the same issue of that series, issue one again. So there you go. And uh, the uh, guest host who we talked about earlier, number zero, oh, excuse me, one, um, he uh. Yeah, so you picked up some Amazing Spider-Man, that Sinister uh, War. Sinister War. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what else did he get? That's all he got? No, he, he, you know what? He has bought every single issue that he was missing on Spider-Man. So it uh, it did cost him a little bit of a pretty penny. I think it was well, like 160 but that's, that's what happens when you take a year uh, off from the Spider-Man. Because he said he, the, so, he told me that the last issue he got was last December, which first off, what happened? See, look, Alex changed... Corey changed. Not me. Marvin changed. Not me. You, Garrett. I guess I changed. I, but I, I changed. You changed for the better. <laughs> um, but I'm uh, just the constant. Does Spider-Man come out twice a month for once? Uh, sometimes it's yeah, twice the month. This month it's like every week because they've had. But they're doing like, you know, how they do that dot like yeah one dot two. So so did he buy all that, those too? So. Uh, no, I think he did the ones that weren't that. Let's say and two a month then. In twelve months, twenty-four yeah, issues, four dollars. You know, sometimes five. We'll say four just for the sake of it, though. 
4 times 12 is 48. So do spend how much? 160. All right. So he spent $110 more because he's that you know that's on past Corey. You know? Past Corey was lazy and he affected uh future Corey, so you know. Mm-hmm. Well, there were some months where they were going weekly, so cuz well, I think he said he was in the 50s and it's on 80. So, he, okay, still only 20ish cop. All right. Let's say and you know, we know some of those are actually didn't they have like two of them that were like ten bucks in a row because <laughs> they did yeah. the anniversary oh, seventy five and, and and one issue was the uh, Patrick Gleason's black cover of Spider Man uh, and that cost like forty bucks. All right, you know what? We can't judge. We can't judge. We can't figure this out because who knows how much it costs with them and their weird schedules. So uh, let's talk about our books, guys. So uh, this week we're actually uh, doing something a little bit different. We're talking about Reckless. It's an original graphic novel from our pals over at. Uh, uh, Image Comics, uh, Ed Rubaker and Sean Phillips and Jacob Phillips. Um, on the cover here, we actually we have uh, somebody who looks like Josh Brolin, and uh, <laughs> he does, doesn't he? Um, yeah. He looks like Josh Brolin from No Country for Old Men, uh, and it's reckless. So uh, we uh, we read that story. And we also uh, read Sheets as part of our book club, and uh, the book 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 club. Uh, what's the book club called? Wednesday Comics League of Extraordinary Gentle People proudly presents Sheets by Berta Thumbler. So there we go. Let's talk about let's finish up Sheets here. You guys talked about it a little bit last week. Uh, I'm not sure where you ended up, but I did catch up. I read more about this dipshit, uh, Mister whatever the fuck his name is, who gives a shit mustache face. Um, <laughs> but I've never hated anybody more in comics than this motherfucker. All right, I'm I reading. I think his name is Nigel. Nigel, oh, yeah, that's right. I think. Uh, Mr. Nigel. Sock trap or soccer stupid. I don't Saber know. cock or something. <laughs> Saber cock. <laughs> yep, that's who it is. Saber cock. I don't even understand why he wants his laundromat because he's making pamphlets for the resort that he can open and this would be the office in which they buy, you know, what, timeshares to this resort and be able to go to this resort. But he just wants his office to sell them out of, but he doesn't have any property to send these people to. Guy's a piece of shit. He just wants to get. He just wants to kick this uh, family when they're down. Well, the weird thing is that he has no money. <laughs> he like has, he, he's already going bankrupt. He has a, so what money is he going to spend to buy the building? That's what I'm saying. He should he's going to do a Ponzi scheme. He's going to get all their money invested in that, and then not pay him. Um, what a dick. Yeah, he's a Ponzi. So. Some say he's kicking this team. By the way, her dad also, when he came down, he's just like, accept the deal, huh? And the dude wasn't going to pay them. He's just going to let them live there and work for him. The, the one thing I have to give this book credit for is that the character of Marjorie and Wendell, I really enjoyed. Every other character, like including the dad, what a dipshit. I get, I, I will have never gone through the garbage that he is going through, losing your wife, taking care of your two kids, who... We never see the young boy ever get taken care of outside of when Marjorie talks to him. But when he's he dead, what? He's dead. The the brother? Yeah, he got he fell down the stairs. You never see him again. <laughs> I was like, what? I must have missed that. Never mind. Um, it's a cousin Oliver situation. He, he went up the stairs and there came the steps down. And so. He goes, "Yeah, go ahead and take the deal. You know, do whatever's best for us." I'm like, dude. He was pretty happy coming okay. down the stairs, and then he heard that. And he, he was like, oh, I'm sorry, you know. 
and he was trying to be nice about it. And then he heard that, and he's like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going back to my room. Accept the deal. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Um, yeah, yeah, every single adult in this comic is a piece of shit, except for her uh, her gym teacher. Um, oh, no. that, that mom, that bitchy daughter's mom. Man, Whoa, I just, man. I, I just want to stick her face in like a lawnmower. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Christ, man. <laughs> Oh, angry elf over there. This is this is what I'm happened. He not only did he lose his memory, he's becoming more violent because he doesn't remember who he was. Because so. he's playing violent <laughs> video games. It's those damn. Video I told games. you they got something Man. going there. I didn't say laser beam with a laser. I said stuck face in a mower. I'm pretty sure you yeah. did that in Metroid. <laughs> I've done that in Metroid. One sounds a little more painful. You know, you take Mother's uh, face and you shove it in the lawnmower. I'm pretty sure. Mother um, brain right there. Mother brain meat lawnmower. Uh, I'm gonna pull a fucking sinister on you. Um, I enjoyed this book. And you know what? From A to B, A to Z. Excuse me, not A to B. Uh, that would be the first chapter. A to Z. The whole from beginning to end. There's not really any plot here, but I don't think you need it. As you stated, Alex, like Wendell and Marjorie are two good enough characters that I am really intrigued by them. Marjorie. Is an empathetic character throughout, and you want to see her win, and that's why I hate that motherfucker so much <laughs> because it's like, and Wendell. By the way, Wendell, I like him. The only thing I'll say though is that I don't know how she's like. Thank you, Wendell. You're my best friend. And it's like, like I was gonna say the same thing. They like that's, talk. I, once. That's my gripe. That's the only thing they talk like once before that. Um, yeah, I was like, did I miss miss a, a secret chapter where they like got over their differences and they're like, hey, now we know each other really well, like because she hated she fucking him. just yeah, she saved him from being at some dude's house. Like, I don't think yeah, I was like, wow, you're my best friend. Thanks for like stealing me back. Well, he went from her not knowing him, her seeing him and and being scared. And then her not believing that he's a ghost, to hit, her hating him, and then her being the best friend. Like, I don't see anywhere in the four prior events that they would have made that kind of relationship. But uh, I think mainly, I mean, in the uh, the kind of montage at the end of the book, you can kind of see that relationship happening. And if that had happened within the mid of the book, I think it would feel more uh, real, their relationship. But if we take that aside, that's, that's the only thing about this book. I like the character work, but a lot of the plot, like we're talking about here, seems like it's just on fast forward. And you're supposed to just assume a lot of stuff. Like well, the only thing is that the best friend wise, I mean, it does make sense, but also does make sense. This girl has no friends, and everyone that she thinks could, potentially could be uh, either shoves her in the pool, is some handsome dude that I don't think he's said three words to her outside of when they're in the the grocery store. And, you know, they consider that the first... I mean, this chick doesn't know what friends look like. And right now, her best friend's a sheet. Well, it's weird because or, if, if we're going to take that kind of perspective on it, and we think that once Wendell does something to help her out, and then now she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I said all that stuff, you're my best friend. When it's like, that gym teacher was trying to help you out, and you just <laughs> ignored him. <laughs> so, like, I guess because he's an adult, and she doesn't really trust adults because they're assholes. And, you know, it, it makes... You know, there's a lot to... You know, there's a lot of layers here. All right. And so, so, so it, it's it's a very easy book to read. It's a very not really uh, dense or um, I always heard this book was really sad. It is definitely uh, like I said, she's a very empathetic character, but I don't think it's really super sad. 
just because it's very surface level on a lot of the stuff that happens in this book. So the be- literally the best thing about this book is the environments. When we get to a page where it's just going from one building to the next, or we're looking at like uh, an alleyway of trees. I I've looked at some of those pages for at least two minutes going, this is fantastic. This is so beautifully colored. The line work is fantastic. Uh, I did have one other gripe about the ghosts is when they talk about not being able to come to the human world and they, they put Wendell on trial and somehow Wendell convinces them going, you know, I, I we just, we need to go up there and help that girl. Oh, okay. So they all show up. That's what I'm saying. A lot of the plot is on fast forward. And you're supposed to just assume a lot of stuff, which, you know, for the kind of book that it wants to be and the kind of, the kind of story that it wants to tell, all that stuff is, uh, easily forgiven because of your love for the characters, at least Marjorie and, and Window, like you were talking about. And so a lot of that stuff, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to ignore that because I want him to help Marjorie. Like I want her to have a best friend. So a lot of stuff for that, I was like, okay, we're not going to worry about the details. Like I want her to have a best friend. So if she likes the, the ghost, then she likes the ghost. Um, <laughs> I got to disagree a little bit because like they spent a lot of time explaining the rules of the ghosts. And, like, I don't think it's really fair for, like, the ghost to be like, yes, not only are we going to interfere in the human world, like, we're going to give this bitch ghosterizer so that her businesses doesn't flop. You know, like, here's some magic goo to get every stain out ever. Like, not only the, and it actually is, that's what I'm saying. A lot of the plot things are very, um, solved instantly by stuff like that. Like, oh, I have this thing that can get rid of any stain. It's like, where was that when, you know, that dress was ruined? And, like, um, I don't know. Here's the thing about this book, I feel like. And obviously we uh, differ on some of the details, but, it, you know, if I think if I were read it all at once, I wouldn't, I would be like, oh, that's a nice book. But because we read it over time like this, uh, I feel like those stuff uh, stick out more. Um, because I'm, like, thinking about them when I read the next issue, be like, oh, well, there was that thing. That you told me about, and I thought it was going to pay off, and it didn't pay off. But I think if you read it just straight up, uh, because like, so I didn't read with you guys the last week. So this today, I had to read basically the last what third of the book, and that reading experience I feel like was the best out of all the days that I read because I read the rest of it, and uh, I think that's the way you read this book. And it's kind of like, it really is kind of like there's no. I mean, here's the thing about this book. <laughs> I keep saying that because I feel bad about saying anything bad about this book because I like Marjorie so much. And I think that Brennan does a good job with that character and with the Wendell character. But everything else doesn't feel really thought out. Uh, the art's fantastic, as Alex stated. That's one of the huge pluses for this book. Coloring, art, uh, the line work, the shadow, uh, the inking, fantastic. I have nothing to say bad about the art whatsoever. Um, uh, but... Some of the plotting, uh, like why would you introduce that stuff? I think, Garrett, that's where you're trying to get to. Like why introduce those things yeah. to just never either A, talk about them again or just ignore them completely? So yeah, yeah, I guess it's, it's like a tone thing. It's like you can't set the tone like that and then be like, yeah, fuck it. Like that's how every bad television series ever has ended. It's like, yeah, fuck the rules we set for ourselves. But the next, I mean, the next book called Delicates I'm sure it carries on some way from what has already been established here. I mean, it's not a, a 
a beginning and an end. It's just, hey, here's this, here's the actual cut they wanted from this book. And I think that's the problem with what, how we read it was that there is no definitive issues. It was, hey, we're going to stop at page 44. Now we're going to stop at page 100. Here we're, All right, we had to make these unnatural stops. Let's and like see. you said, Marvin, I think that's kind of a ruin, not ruined, but degraded this book instead of it being a nice fluid motion. Uh, the uh, delegates, delegates, not delegates. Delicates is about Marjorie's uh, life has not been the same since she discovered a group of ghosts hiding in her family's laundromat. No, nope, she'll find one. Uh, Wendell, who died young and now must wander the earth as a ghost. No, nope, he didn't have to. Uh, soon it became one of Marjorie's only friends. That's true. Uh, but Marjorie finally starts to fit in as ghost. She begins to worry that if anyone learns about her secret ghost friends, she'd be labeled a freak at who sees dead people. Wendell isn't the only one pushed to the outside, though. Eliza Duncan, Marjorie's classmate at school, is constantly seen as different by Marjorie's new friends and starts to feel like a ghost herself. Is it worth it for Marjorie to fit in? It means she includes excludes both Wendell and Eliza. Is Eliza that girl that made fun of her the whole time? I didn't I don't think so. Yeah, well, let me pull it up. Unless she had a different name. Um anyways, uh by the way, some of that synopsis lies. But otherwise, that actually sounds like it might have, uh, like, it doesn't really set you up. Like, you already have all the rules for the ghost stuff like that. So, going into that, you would know what you were getting into. So, um, you know, I liked it. It was a nice seven. It was a nice read. Seven is definitely a good rating for it. Uh, I am interested in the sequel because in the hope that there's more context. But, uh, yeah, seven's good. I agree. I like seven. I would almost want to give it an 8 for the art, but I'm going to go with 7. Seven solid. I uh, I am also interested in a sequel, but only if Nigel's face gets put into a lawnmower, as Alex had stated. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you guys are going to have nightmares tonight. You know what actually better? Put Nigel on the grass, and I'll run him over with the lawnmower. As a surprise when you get to that part of the tape, that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. VHS three saber cocks face in a mower. <laughs> I'm looking at the uh, issues right here, but I don't see Eliza as a character. They don't name who that other character is, so not sure who the. Oh, here we go. Here's the part I was looking for. So I'm not sure if exactly if it's that girl or if it's not. I know the the her uh, um, Colton is that guy that she likes, and. Uh, She kind of gets like together with him, and that comes out of nowhere too. I think. I think the main point is that she feels invisible, like nobody notices her, and then at the end she realizes that that she put the sheet on herself, like she put that kind of on her by leaving the living world and feeling like she died when her mom died too. So, I mean, like I said, there's a lot of this that I feel like is good. There's a lot of this that I enjoyed. The message itself I enjoyed. It's just some of the execution is uh, a little more that I would like. Uh, Tessie is that girl's name, so it's not that girl. So, there we go. Uh, Reckless, Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips, and Jacob Phillips, as I talked about before, in the original graphic novel, as the uh, back matter states, Ed Brubaker was trying to figure out, because all they ever done is single issues, and he was like, how do I put out this kind of pulp uh, hero uh, detective kind of book. Um, I really would like to put out like a, a whole story at once. And we only ever really do single issues. And then pandemic habit and comics got kind of put on pause 
as I talked about earlier in the show, uh, put a pause and he's like, oh, let's do it now. And he, they wanted to put out three of them at once. Not three of them at once, but within a year of each other. Not a year of each other. Within one year, they put out three. There, there you go. Within one year, <laughs> they put out three because they wanted you to be like, that's what they would do for these pulp novels, being like, here's the new character we're trying to introduce and his Avengers. Um, and so the first one is called Reckless. And uh, we uh, started the story with our uh, our character, as it states in the synopsis here, uh, reminiscence of Jack Reacher and the Punisher. Uh, we have with us Ethan Reckless. Is his last name really Reckless? Yep. Oh, okay. Um, Ethan Reckless. So basically the overall story, before we get into uh, the cruxes of what makes this good, uh, is that Ethan used to be in the FBI, and back in the 70s, he had inf- infiltrated, you know, deep undercover, Alex, uh, the Weathermen, who were a hippie group that was um, kind of... They weren't pacifists. They were trying to use violence to change the narrative in America about the Vietnam War uh, rather than just being, you know, hippies that, uh, uh, you know, were peace and love. They were, uh, let's blow some shit. So he um, was infiltrated and part of that group. And he actually learned to love one of the girls in that group. And he uh, was conflicted about whether or not he was compromised and he actually believed not believed in what they believed in, but believed in them as people or if he still wanted to complete his assignment and shit got fucked up and uh, a bomb blew up and uh, her brother died. And uh, Mr. Reckless here got shrapnel to the face. He's got a big scar down his uh, right cheek, actually from the eyebrow down to the lips. Uh, that's still your cheek though, right? To the side of your eyebrow or is that your forehead? That'd be your temple. Temple, temple down to the lips. And he decides to, once he uh, recovers from that bomb, they basically kick him out of the FBI because they found out that he was, you know, hooking up with that girl and he was uh, compromising the mission. Um, And uh, he started working for himself and started helping out people uh, by doing jobs that they can't call the cops for. So uh, that's how the uh, story starts. And you know what? I'm going to say, Edward Vicker Sean Phillips, uh, this book is on Hoopla, not on Comicsology Unlimited, but guess what? Sean Phillips and Ed Brubaker, I just know it's going to be good. Uh, Garrett said it was good, but I just know it's going to be good anyways. So I just bought it on uh, Comicsology because I was like, I like their uh, reader better. And so I'm going to read this thing on here. And this book, first off, we know Sean Phillips and Jacob Phillips looks fantastic. By the way, Anything I've ever said about Jacob Phillips on like that first criminal arc that he did, I would never have that kind of thinking about Jacob ever again. Uh, because in this book, can't even tell it, it, it. He so much now is just like interchangeable with his dad, and it, and also like does some things on his own that makes it. I, you know what? Sometimes it even looks better. Uh, fantastic coloring work. It, I mean, it maybe comes from reading that Texas Blood, where I'm so used to his art and coloring that when I saw this, I was just like, it's, it feels like criminal, but not really, if that makes sense. It make, feels like criminal mixed with the Hunter book that we read, which is, uh, what Ed Rooker said that he was inspired by, uh, uh, Darwin Cook's, um, adaptations of those books to make this. 
So it makes sense. But basically, uh, not a real good guy, but not a bad guy trying to do good things and uh, in the criminal world. So it reminds me of that book we were reading with uh, Cheap that just came out. What was that called? Where that guy investigates uh, things for the mob? Oh, uh, Newburn. Newburn. Yeah, Newburn. So this basically is, instead of investigating things for the mob, he investigates things for the little people who get fucked by bad people. So, so it, it kind of felt like uh, Denzel Washington's The Equalizer. Yeah, yeah, you right, yeah. Except for instead of him being in, like, finding the problems, people can reach out to him to help solve it. And he picks and chooses what he wants to do for a job. Uh, I was, like, super impressed. This whole, and it actually kind of felt like burn notes even when Michael Weston's taking jobs to help other people. And this one uh, was a little more, not selfless, but when he goes to help Rainey, who the woman is that he loved, um, when he goes to help her, he's almost going to do a pro bono. When he's not going to get paid out of it. Hey. He thinks he should. He knows he should. His assistant tells him he should. But deep down inside, he's like, Man, but I still love her. Like I still like well, her I mean, as a person. He does, and end, I her over. he does end up, and we're going to talk spoilers for this book. So if you really want to read this book, just say, I'm pretty sure we all recommend it. Um, but uh, he end up, he just actually ends up doing a pro bono because he doesn't get paid by her. But he does get paid from uh, accidentally uh, stealing money from somebody who was not supposed to be involved. So, I mean, you know, he didn't return that money. He used it. But anyway, so I want to just bring that up because he actually does not get paid. Um, he actually only uh, takes $100,000 from the CIA, basically. <laughs> but he gets closure. He, he does. Uh, By the way, this story, I was going to say, there was a certain part of this story in which it was like the third or fourth plot twist that it was like, no, it's not this guy. It's this person. And, oh, no, it's not this person. It's this person. So, once again, spoilers. But when it turned, when it goes, oh, her brother's still alive and it was him, when I got to that part, I almost actually didn't like this book. And really? Because the art's fantastic. Nothing about the art. You're not gonna hear, you're not gonna hear me say anything bad about the art. Don't make me. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, I was like, at, at some point, like the clues that are there, you can't tell me that this guy has been a detective for how many years. He's part of the FBI, and he like is so blinded by love that he's just like, oh, I guess I found this uh, book, and um, uh, oh, she had cancer, so uh, it's her uh, brother. Anyways. So I was going to be like, come on, if it was her brother and ended up that she killed herself to get back at him, like, if that was the end of it, I was going to get mad about it. But then it turns out that, like, he, that she set it up for him to go after that guy so that, you know, they would get rid of each other and she was going to kill herself because she was dying anyways to, like, make him feel horrible. And her brother actually uh, got a call from her being like, don't, never mind, because she actually met back with with uh reckless and it felt like maybe she could live out the rest of her days with him and she felt had second thoughts but he didn't get it in time so she died like all those nuances of of the way that she planned out actually turned me around and say okay that makes sense and it's it very enjoyable how that turned out but if it was going to be as simple just like oh she want to get back at you i thought that was gonna be bullshit and i was gonna get mad at this book because it, at that point it seemed like it was like the third plot twist just to be a plot twist but then it made sense i was like okay they all line up it's not a plot twist. She planned this whole thing out. So, um, 
I ended up. I think it does. Well, I think it does do that adage though, like that. Yeah, I mean, I think he did get a little blinded by love. Like he was falling back into old feelings that he had for her, and he even admits after everything that happened, even before he found the reveal, that he just felt stupid. Like that, he's like, "Wow, I made a lot of mistakes." Yeah. Uh, that I normally do. Um, but yeah, I agree with a lot with you're saying. The art, holy shit, top level, missed it. I've been saying, you know, we've been getting a lot from Jacob Phillips, but you know. Something about Sean Phillips, too, that just makes it look so crisp. And then uh, story, holy shit. Like, I love the cold open of the climax uh, and then how we get to there. Like, I, I think that's a really good story mechanic. And you can just feel the drive from this character. Like, this guy. And, like, I like how they, like, gave us a little bit of an origin. But, like, it wasn't, like, shoved down our throats. Um, but it did explain some pieces of, like, his memory loss from the day of the explosion and whatnot. And, like... Now we know enough about this character that, like, I know there's two other books that he's most likely involved in. Like, I'm excited because I'm like, okay, I don't need any backstory now. Like, I got this guy. I know what he's about. Like, he does the thing. And here we go. And I do love that he owns a movie theater from a job that he did. Like, that's awesome. Actually, I want to take back something I said earlier. <clears throat> Though I said he was a bad guy trying to do good things. He's not a bad guy. He's always been a good guy. Um, he's just... He does bad things now so that other people don't have to do them. Like, he's so much doesn't affect him anymore that he, like, is was trained that way in the FBI, and he was desensitized to all this kind of stuff. So he uses that to the benefit so nobody else has to go through the same kind of trauma that he's gone through. Uh, so the, the thing that I found interesting, he doesn't kill people necessarily. He doesn't go out of his way to kill someone. By the way, that's what I was going to say, Alex. He literally left all those people alive, but they definitely were bleeding out. Like, well, co- and, and to be fair, I don't think he meant to kill, um, what, what was his name? Wilder. I don't think he meant to kill him. Uh, and when he gets the, the machete to the arm, he goes, you know what? I was so mad. I didn't even notice that. I mean, I knew he did it. It hurt, but I didn't care. He said, I'll take he the wound to get the, the kill. Right yeah. into his gut. Yeah. Sometimes That's you hard to not to mean to kill though. <laughs> He, he does say, uh, don't pull it out because you're going to bleed out. And the dude's like, I guess I don't give a shit. That's true. And that other guy that was by the tree, he's like, oh, he stabbed me, man. He was just like, uh, so like, they're still like, they're not dead. He's giving them a little bit of a chance, but I mean, they're pretty fucked. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I was going to say that machete part is what I wanted to bring up. I thought that was one of the coolest uh, scenes because... In terms of me comparing this to to any of their works in the past, if I compare it to Criminal, it's not this brutal. This book is very brutal, and that scene in particular comes to mind. That whole sequence comes to mind, but that scene in particular when he's like, you know what, I'll take a shot to the arm if it means I get the final shot to his gut. And you're right, he takes that machete to the arm, and you can see it gets to the bone and kind of stops, but he doesn't give a shit because he gets him in the gut with the axe. And it's kind of like that character moment that makes this character very intriguing to me because he doesn't care about himself and he really is reckless. Uh, he really is on it. Like, he doesn't uh, care. Like at that moment, because he said he's so angry, he gets blinded and he does, he doesn't even know he can't stop himself. And that moment when he takes that shot to the arm to get that final hit, like totally uh, personified that feeling he had. Like he's like, I'm going to, Go out here and I don't give a shit. Like you can take my arm, but I'm gonna take I'm gonna take you down. And I thought that was like the the perfect thing to show off not only how mad he was in that situation, but how 
fucking rough and tough this guy is, and you're not going to stop him. They're pretty ruthless when you go to take the hit just so you can kill someone. Um, I I'm a big a big fan of in a fight any fight uh, when you watch a nose break happen when they do it right. Like he did the the open palm and it went. To, I think he went to shove that nose right up into his brain, but it stopped. <laughs> Just broke it. Um, but I had this. Like Marvin knows this. Back when Iron Man came out, like seven years ago, and Iron Man's having to headbutt everybody in the face. He's breaking noses. That's all that matters. You got you got to hit that bridge. Snap it. <laughs> Not only is this Jeez. one of the most brutal uh, stories that Ed and Sean have done together. Um, uh, also it's a, yeah, there's a, um, when they show their love life, a lot of erotic stuff happens in those scenes. And I was very, uh, taken aback. I was like, Jesus, uh, these two really had a romp with some acid in a hotel. Um, (laughs) and also the uh, theater that you mentioned, Garrett. So he gets that from, you know, a job that he had and, and he doesn't want to actually use it as a business. He just lives there and shows movies and he's watching Night of the Hunter for like the 15th time. He says, and the thing about Night of the Hunter is, first off, one of the best movies ever. And it's it's an older movie, but it literally looks so fucking good that I thought it was just made up for the comic. No, no, it's a it's Night of the Hunter. Um, <clears throat> it's it's literally shot so well that if you watch it today, it looks like it's just a new movie that they made in black and white. It does a lot of good shadow work. But anyways, the character who is shown on screen in the panel. And the character that's in the uh, movie is one of the most evil kind of people that has ever been on film. And I find it kind of ironic that he's like watching that. It's like his 15th time watching. He enjoys the movie. He likes that movie. And they specifically show that scene because on his fingers he has hate and love written on them. And uh, that that's what he's watching. And it's almost like you're thinking that he's watching it and kind of in awe of this person of how bad they are. Because he's kind of trying to convince himself that he's this person. But as we learn throughout this comic, that he really isn't the heartless kind of person. Like, when he had to go undercover in this weatherman group, he uh, couldn't be that kind of FBI agent that detached himself emotionally from the situation and did the mission. He became emotionally involved. And I think he's watching that movie trying to convince himself that now... Like, you fucked up one time by getting emotionally attached. You can't be that way anymore. And he's watching this character who actually is very emotionless in that movie and a very much psychotic killer. And he's saying, that's me. But then when she shows up in his life again, he's like, he gets reminded, that's not me. And so that's why it, at the end, it's kind of ends on a happy note. For I mean, happy note as much as you can for this kind of story. But I don't, it, it, it it kind of hits all the emotional marks in this book that you can go through. You you know, there's a lot of uh, testosterone with that fight scene, and then you have the love scene. There's a lot of romance, but also, like, a lot of redemption for this character who, you know, not only lost the love of his life once because he thought that he killed her brother and he fucked up everything and he was obviously lying to her, and then when he had a chance to, like, get her back in his life, uh, she died. And, uh, in front of him and and uh he, the second time he wasn't going to let that stand he wasn't going to lie by anymore and, and let that happen but it turns out when he got to the end he figured out what the whole story was that he was uh you know like like alex said he wasn't trying to kill anybody 
when he when he got to the end, he was like, wait a second. You used to like love, love her too, and you're not trying to kill her? He's like, no, man, I'm not trying to kill her. And you can see there that he's like, oh, okay. And um, first off, like you said, he, the guy's dying on the floor. He's like, all right, okay, I guess you did like her too. So, all right, I'll leave you alone. Uh, <laughs> let me take the CIA money. And, uh, um, and he takes off. But anyway, but there's a little humanity there still. And she kind of found it again for him. So I, I do like that kind of uh, commentary on this character. And I, it makes you kind of at the end being like, I can deal with it. I can root for this guy because he's not totally a monster. Yeah, when you're talking about, like, the redemption, like, that scene where he's, like, surfing and, like, just being on the ocean or whatever, like, I even felt, like, a sense of calm, like, in that moment. I was like, holy shit, like, this was drawn so well and, like, narrated so well that, like, I could feel that, like, sereneness of that moment. Like, that was awesome. Well, yeah, because, like, when he was with her and he was doing that kind of stuff, like, he basically got reverted back to that guy. And so that's who he wants to be now. He doesn't want to be who he was when he lost her the first time. He'll make a decision to be different the second time so um a very enjoyable book i will say there is one gripe that i have about this book and it's more of a uh storytelling thing the only thing i didn't like is that like midway through the book when we shift back you know that you use like you said you're at the cold open when you get back Mm -hmm. to that scene it shifts to the other guy's point of view and the narration becomes his narration until we catch up with reckless and then it switches back to his narration. Um, and I just thought, I was like, why even do that? Like, I don't understand. It's so weird because it doesn't really change the look of the narration. Nothing really changes. And you just hear the other guy. You just know from context clues of what he's saying that it's the other guy. And then it just changes back to Reckless. So I thought that was a little weird. Like, I don't need to hear that guy's thoughts. Like, let me stay with Reckless the whole time. And then I'll figure out who that guy is through Reckless's actions and thoughts. I don't have to get into that guy's head, too. So I, it was just weird because it was first person and it just switched to a random, uh, another first person. and But just for that scene. It was very really weird. So. That's true. I think maybe they, their idea was like, now you can see his plan coming to fruition uh, to get closer. But yeah, we, like you said, we could have seen that through Reckless this entire Which is time, weird because... So. There's also a third person narration spot when he's like, and that's when, um, what's the character's name? Wheeler? Wilder. 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 He's like, and that's when Wilder remembered that guy asking about him that he wanted to kick out of town. And it's like, well, that's third person now. Now you're talking to, like, you're talking about both characters, like, that it's like a third person talking now. So the narration gets kind of fucked up in that scene. I don't know what happens to it. But other than that, it might be uh, one of my favorite um, uh, things that they've put out, at least recently. Because um, I remember the last one they put out before this, Pulp, I, didn't, I, I think it was good, but I really didn't enjoy it super much. Because uh, I actually thought it was going to be more about the Western, but it wasn't. It was about making the comic, about making the Pulp kind of books. Uh, but this really, I feel like, surprised me, but also uh, really is the kind of itch that I wanted from these two. So, the scratch. The itch to scratch. Yeah, I agree. I'd get, I think I'm going to give it a nine. I uh, enjoyed it. It gets me excited for the next two uh, it, uh, graphic novels, like I've said before. Like, we know who the character is. So we don't have to mess with any origin stuff anymore. Uh, we can move on and, like, just have a fun ride with this uh, character who's kind of, like, refound his motivations to help people in the world and, like, do the right thing and, like, not be a piece of shit. So. Yeah, I was going to go with a nine, too, besides the one narration issue that I have, so I can't give that a ten. Everything else, though, I thought was great. 
you know there's that scene when he's laying in bed uh after she dies and he says i can't sleep that night and he has like no covers and he's in his boxers you remember you remember that scene he has a bunch of files around him uh, I imagine that's Alex with the stacks of comics that he has to read. He's just like, <laughs> like, oh Except God. he's holding uh he's holding uh what do you is that Nintendo it. Switch or what do you give away advance in my hand instead? Yeah, well next time is Advanced. is all is all the files and then he has a coffee cup and the Valium, which he took a few and he still didn't knock him out. Well actually no, he was in and out of sleep. He had some bad dreams though, so he woke up. Uh so that's what it is. Instead of the coffee, it's uh Game Boy Advanced. And then instead of the Ritalin, not the Ritalin, the uh, Valium, uh, it's, I'm going to guess Alex is, uh, no, he would never put a drink on top of his comics. You know, that's, that's when you know that I've gone totally dark side. Is well, I knew when there was, I start, I knew when you I were start drinking there. open containers of mm-hmm. drinks, putting on my comics. I say, when I saw you on Saturday, I saw you examining the front covers. I was like, well, he's still in there somewhere. Well, <laughs> I do that every week when I get my books. I, t- I open them up just to make sure they're not too beat to shit. Um, Alex, where do you get this book? What do I what? What where do you give this rating? The book rating? I'm gonna give it an eight. I I liked it, but it's not the the best Brubaker Phillips book I've read. Uh, I would like when I think of a good book from them. Uh, it's either well, it's actually to be fair, Killer Be Killed is number one. Like that's when you talked about the erotic it, stuff from this book. It was yeah. like you go back to Killer Be Killed. That book's got more erotic stuff in it. It's more definition in that book. It's good. I enjoyed it. I'm actually excited for the next volume. But this is kind of like when you read Harry yeah. Potter number one. You're getting all the the back the backstory and all that jazz. I want to get into the the nitty gritty meat. Um, wait, it's not going to touch Killer Be Killed, baby. That's the best book they've ever put out. I, I would. Uh, Criminal is probably still number one. Criminal is very good, but there's some marks that aren't as good as the other ones. So, um, well, I mean, I guess Killer Recall is just one story, so that's, that doesn't make fair to compare. Um, I will say, so like earlier in this comic, like when they first introduced the movie theater, there is a poster for Destroy All Monsters, which is a Godzilla movie, and the next uh, volume is called Destroy All Monsters, I believe. I believe that's the next one. It's one of the three that's called Destroy All Monsters, and I think that's uh, one of two things. One, to play on that he, you know, has these posters and it's like a reference to the movies because he, you know, he's watching movies and that's what he chose to hung up in his movie theater. And then two, as I mentioned before, like he realizes that he's not a monster, so his mission is not going to be a destroy all monsters. So I am, as you stated, we both have all stated, uh, excited to see where this character goes now because we've gotten past the necessary origin story, but also like the story that is weaved um, throughout the first issue that is not the origin, but everything else. It's a nice character building thing. So by the end, it feels like we have Eric Reckless now. Eric, right? Uh, Ethan. 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 Reckless. And uh, I want to see what he can do in the next uh, book here, which fantastic by them. They are already out. Two other ones are already out. So, Um, hey, Garrett, what's that from? Ethan. Isn't that uh, Mission Impossible? It is, but he's like, when he uh, gets shot, John Voight, he goes, Ethan. Oh, oh yeah. Whoa, spoilers. Whoa, spoilers. <laughs> oh. uh, there we go. Reckless and uh, Sheets. You know, I was, since we did finish Sheets for part of our book club. What book club is it, Garrett? Wednesday Comics League of Extraordinary Gentle People proudly presents. I was going to 
pick and announce what our next book is because it's my choice now, I believe. Um, but we have our award season coming up here. And so next week uh, we have awards and then the uh, week after that, the week after that, and then we have our annual Christmas uh, party. And then I think we have one more week of uh, Christmas, uh, no Christmas, uh, award season. And then we'll get back to the normal uh, scheduled programming. So at the Christmas episode when we're at the party is when I'm going to announce it since it doesn't make sense for me to announce it now and then we don't talk about it for a whole another month. So at the Christmas Good party, call. I'll announce it. Agreed. Good call, my dude. Wednesday comics 605 at gmail.com. Wednesdaycomics.com. You can go there and subscribe to the show, leave a message, or go to the merch page and buy yourself a nice little, you know, buy yourself a toboggan. Toboggan. I think I said that last time too. What's that kind of, what what's the hat called? I mean, you could. Um, it hasn't snowed yet, but uh, sure. Let's see. Winter cap name. A beanie. I'm not thinking of. That's not what I'm thinking of, though. Um, here it is. What's this called? A balcava. A took took is that something? A took. I thought that was a brand. You're losing the people. I don't know what it is. Uh, yeah, it's a winter took. Beanie took. That's what it's called. Instead of a beanie, some people call it a took. All right? That's what I meant to say, not a toboggan. Uh, go there, buy yourself a took. You know, buy yourself a nice uh, long, sweet, a long, long sleeve uh, shirt. You know, if you're Alex and you don't enjoy the sweaters yet, just yet, a long sleeve shirt would uh, suffice. Suffice? Suffice? Um, and while you're there, make sure, like I said, subscribe to the show and tell your friends about the show. Send us an email and let us know uh, what is your favorite Ed Rubicker tale. As uh, Alex stated, nothing can touch Killer Be Killed. I, I said that. And then Alex said Criminal. You know, Cruel Summer is probably, you know, top tier them. Um, also, uh, um, what's the first arc called in Criminal? Heartless? It's the second one. I don't remember. Mm. Oh, the original one? Yeah, yeah. Coward. Coward. What's the Coward. second one called? Heartless. The second oh, one's good. I like the second one. Uh, that's also top tier. Uh, let us know what your favorite is. 605-215-1849. You know what I'm thinking, guys? Um, I might shut down the phone number since we have a way to do it online. And you can do it through the app, the Anchor app. Go to Anchor on your app store. And you can just click a message and send us a voicemail that way, too. And I think both ways are probably easier than that phone number. So uh, it's still good for right now, 605-215-1849. But I just realized that anybody outside of this area code, if they call that, that's long distance. So not that it really matters these days, I don't think. But uh, if it does. Of uh, the other way, free any time, baby. Free any time. Um, roots of the swamp thing.com, definitive source for all things swampy. If you want to go there and learn about the avatar of the green, also go to rainbowcomicsandcards.com and get your books, get the uh, Reckless series, all three. Like I said, out today. Out today. Go get them. Out today. And like I said, Lincoln, Nebraska, there are, I think they are still moving into a new place, but they are open. Because I did see they put up new comics and they have people coming in and getting new comics, but it's still not fully uh, realized, I'll say. Uh, at least from the last time I saw it, which was two weeks ago. So it might be that it is uh, fixed now. Um, I forget anything. I feel like oh, Twitter. The old Wednesday comics is the main one there. If you want to talk to Garrett2188, that's Garrett. Uh, the AP Keaton, that's Alex Bastral. And 
uh, Marvin underscore Salguero. Once again, look at the uh, show notes. It has all of those in there. I uh, cleaned that up a little bit. So that way it's only the information that you're looking for. And uh, uh, clean up, baby. You know, cleaning up season six. We're cleaning shit up over here. I think that's it, though. If it isn't everything, I, I definitely don't know what else it would be in that this end section. So, uh, is, is Reckless only a three-book series? Three-book series. Book? Uh, three. Oh, they have four different titles on here. What the fuck are They've you... They've got Reckless, Friend of the Devil, The Ghost in You, and Destroy All Monsters. Reckless, oh, Ed Brubaker. Let me look at this for you, okay? <laughs> I was looking at Amazon quick just to see. Okay, Image Maybe Comics. that fourth one's not out yet. Reckless. We have Reckless, Friend of the Devil, and Destroy All Monsters. What was the old one you said? Uh, the Ghost in You. The ghost new. Let me look that up here real quick. Reckless. Oh, I see. Never mind. Pre-order. It's pre-order guarantee. Ah. Oh, there's another one coming out. Okay. April well, 26, 2022. So they just want to put we three. We catch up. They just wanted to put three out within a year, but he's not stopping. All right. So Reckless is the first book. The second book is Friend of the Devil, and then the last one is Destroy All Monsters. Um. Cool. I mean, oh Jesus. Right goes up. The third one there has a scary cover. And oh, Al- Garrett, spoiler right on the cover. Look at that cover. It's it's similar to the uh, when I show you the Bat Tower. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. For destroy all monsters. Yeah. Don't look at it. I gotta look. Don't I was look. looking at the cover for uh, Friend of the Devil. All right. All right. Hold on. Oh, destroy Lord. all monsters. What's funny is that I went to the Image Comic page for Reckless, and the ad on that page is Newburn. So, which is funny. Hmm. I made the, the connection. So, do you see that? What's on that cover? Looking. Spoilers. It's directing me to Amazon for some reason. Spoilers. Oh, darn it. You know what? Just like I told you, just like the spoiler I showed you. They took a page right out of Marvin's book. There <laughs> 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 right. we go. You know what, guys? Good books this week. Sheets and Reckless. Uh, so we're going to talk about some of the uh, uh, best books of the year coming up here. Uh, as always, we usually start with the uh, best new series of 2021 so we'll probably talk about that next week after that we usually talk about the uh best writer uh top five writers and top five artists of the year and then we do our christmas party and then the last week of december we'll do our best uh series of 2021 which could include new ongoing limited whatever you need but the first brand new series is it would have to have started in 2021 so actually it can start in december 2020 because we always Allow for that little uh, gap there. So we'll see what's brand new, what we like, what's... Uh, wait, 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 sorry. Say the category again. My audio is cutting out. Uh, best new soda of 2021. We're going to try all these sodas and see which one's the best. Dr. Pepper Cream Soda Zero. That's pretty great. <laughs> no, but seriously. Well, so it's best new series. Correct. Yeah. It had to start in 2021 or December 2020. You know, I've only been doing this for five years. With the same category. Hey, man. Well, you know what? I still have to ask you what each week. I do, week too. Is. I got to remember. Because sometimes, I, I, I remember one year, we had one category that we had talked about. So we all figured out that category. But then we figured Listen, out that that wasn't the one is, we were supposed to do this, that This week. is off so, the show talk. I could have sent you a text about this. Well, but why did you do that, Marvin? You know what? I am going to become <laughs> reckless, and I'm going to find you. All right? <laughs> do it. I live in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, by a lake. Um, 
I know. People we, call me hashtag guesthost one. That's where I was going to go anyways, you know? And then, put it, and then pretend it was you, you know? I don't actually want to get rid of you because you're on the show, so I'll get rid of him by proxy and feel like it's you, all right? Yeah, there you go. There you go. For Wednesday Comics, my name is Marvin. I'm Alex. I'm Garrett. Hey, everyone. Stay safe and keep turning those pages. Let me know.